Welcome to Books, Bras, and Booze. This is your host, Jamie. And Monica. Hello, hello. Hello, friends. We are very excited to continue on our journey of identity. Yes, a little bit late, but the broads of Books, Bras, and Booze are not very judgmental. Sometimes <laughs> we just can't do it in time. <laughs> well, we had a, a vacation trip that uh, my family went on, and then we had birthday. Yeah. So, so I was a little, little late reading the book. Just a little delay, but welcome, and we're happy to be here for our March podcast. Yes. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> But this uh this month's book is Young Heroes of the Soviet Union, and uh, it says that it's a memoir, but it is so much, so much more. Yes, quite long as we discussed for a memoir, and yeah. So, um, did you want to like give a a little overview of the book at all? Yeah, it's about uh the the man the in the book is about our age, so Gen X type generation. So that was kind of interesting. And he left the Soviet Union when he was nine, and he ended up in the United States by the time he was 12 in New York. And so it's about him returning back to the Soviet Union as an adult to try and, you know, find himself, I guess. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So the book is broken up into three parts, um, which would you, you would think, oh, it's, it's not really that long of uh, a memoir then, but it really, it really, it really is. Yes. So but the, it was a quick read for as long as it was, oh, I thought. And, and it was very engaging. Yes. I really felt compelled to learn more. Yeah. So the first part is the bodyguard. So his grandfather is apparently, or was, I'm not sure if he's still alive or not one of the last living bodyguards of Joseph Stalin. So he wants to do this reckoning of going back home. He hadn't seen his, uh, any of his family since he had left the Soviet Union when he was nine, any of the remaining ones in the Soviet Union. And so he wants to see his grandfather. He wants to interview him. And that is, some of it was hilarious. Yeah. It, that was probably my favorite part of the book, I think. It oh, was so interesting. It was. And, like, he's like, oh, I thought that this was just, like, you know, an interview, not an investigation or something, whatever. Yeah. He said it was I can't remember. It was so funny. Yeah, and he was very um, guarded, but also at times quite emotional. And so it was really powerful, I thought, just breaking down those walls because, it, you know, they are family, but also, you know, he had a lot to be ashamed of, I'm sure. And, well, I don't know if he was or not, but... <laughs> I I would guess... That being the bodyguard of Stalin and being successful, still being alive at 90 and doing pretty well for in the Soviet I'm going to guess he did a lot of things that would be sketchy. Yeah. So I would hope that he has at least a lot of guilt and remorse in his life, but I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But the, um, the, well, the next two sections are number 19 and that's about his life as an immigrant in the United States him and his mother uh, which has a lot of typical immigrant stories how they feel like conflicted how they miss being there but they know it was bad for you and how he he, especially because he is gay he has this uh, tension within himself like 
should I have left? Should I have stayed? Why did my dad not leave? Why are we here? And it's horrible when we were there. It was so great because... Well, he was a child, too. And his grandmother had a lot of influence making all those clothes for the fancy ladies. So then the, the, uh, the last section is the motherland calls, and that's, you know, part of his trip back home which is heartbreaking in some of the parts. I was just... It's definitely not a funny, feel-good memoir. Oh, gosh. No. Yeah. So. And even some memoirs that have, like, tragedy in them still can be kind of funny and uplifting. This is not one of those books. No. Oh, and I love all the pictures. Yes, I did, too. Yeah, it's like looking at his family photo album. It was so cool. It really that really helps me since I can't visualize that I could see these people. And he had a family tree in the front of the book that I found useful. Also, oh, yes, yes, yeah. and there are so many pictures yeah. in the book. So many, like it seems like every section has pictures. Like I was like, well, good for you for having all these photos. Yeah, and uh, I'm like, I just really liked it, and then. He does do like a, an epilogue, but I don't really feel like it tied the book up from the beginning of the story um, when he's talking about generational trauma. Oh, yes. So I just have to say that at the beginning. We might run long, but that is my favorite part. It opens up with a study of mice and they spray a smell into the cage of mice and then they electrocute the floor. And so the mice, whenever they smell the smell, they start having these fear reactions that are measurable to the scientists. So what was really cool is when the mice had babies, when they smelled the smell, they had the same measurable fear reactions, even though they had never been electrocuted. And then also the grandchildren mice were in a totally different part of the lab. They had never been electrocuted. And when they smelled the smell, they had that same measurable reaction. And I thought, holy cow, how cool is that? It turns this whole genetic thing into like this whole, it's like a chicken and the egg thing. You know, like, oh, I'm prone to this because of my genetics, but my genetics are because of my grandmother's environment. You know what I mean? It was right. this really, really thought-provoking, I thought. Epigenetics is a very fascinating field of how the environment affects your genes and how your genes react to your environment yeah it's sort of like this um continuous circle yes and he was talking about the trauma in his family so i mean obviously his grandfather had been through trauma being stalin's bodyguard that's not an easy life to live that's mm -hmm. stalin killed so many people and so many people try to kill him so i mean that has to have like some level, although they do say that trauma tends to have a stronger influence on the mother's line, but it's there. Yes. It's still there. And then like, uh, part of his reckoning with his dad was that his dad was a terrible father. Mm -hmm. He was, um, related to this very sort of high standing Soviet official, you know, Stalin's bodyguard, and he is bootlegging American records. <laughs> he is into music, <laughs> not into being a dad. He's like, you know, hey, buddy, I'm going to go just stay here at the park. It'll be fine. Do some little ice skating, and I'll be back. And, like, you know, Doesn't that kind of remind you of, like, the boomer generation <laughs> and then their hippie kids? Oh, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
in the Soviet Union. Yeah. And, like, uh, yeah, his dad was totally a hippie for in the Soviet Union. Yeah. He was into art. He was into music. He was into, like, you know, just drinking and having a good time, going to a party. And it was his mom, who was the one who was serious and took care of him and cleaned up the messes and, yeah, like, made things work. Yeah. And I think um, with his grandfather, too, one of the most... Um, striking things that his grandfather said during the interview was I was afraid all of the time and I think that like really shows that generational trauma how it reverberated down to him who is like like many of us are you know anxious for no reason we feel an overwhelming sense of doom all the time and you know existential dread exactly what is the point of this yes yeah yeah, and so the book is really, this really fits in our theme of identity because he is literally on a quest to find himself, basically. Yeah, and it it's uh, very heart-wrenching, very interesting, mm-hmm. intriguing. I learned so much. Oh, and the uh, the title of the book, Young, Sov- Young Heroes of the Soviet Union, is an actual textbook. That he read. Now, he left the Soviet Union at nine. This book graphically depicts dying for your country to young elementary school children. And these were young people dying for their country. Very young. Yes. And like uh, turning their parents in, dying, uh, like being like physically harmed for your country these were all things to aspire to yeah so it's definitely that whole propaganda at a young age that you experience in lots of countries even our own but we are more blind to it because we don't see it it's just part of our culture right so it's shocking when you see something like that oh and and when he was leaving his best friend at the time was like you're not gonna get to die for your country i know oh my gosh it's like they were just babies baby yeah Yeah. so um alex's mom is uh jewish ancestry like she she has uh like non non-practicing jew but they she decides that um the marriage isn't working out and that uh it would just be best uh if they left i don't know if she outright said that she thought he was gay but it seemed like she had an intuition that he was and that it would be dangerous for them to stay because she was just sort of like, we need to leave. That's quite possible. And that's a really good insight because I know she kind of knew as he was an older teenager because she was like, I would say that maybe you are interested in boys except for how dirty your room is. Nobody would ever think that about you. You know, I was like, that was harsh. really funny, though. Yeah, it was, like, harsh, but <laughs> hilarious. So, yeah, she... Because, really, they didn't... Um, like, she, neither one of them seemed, like, real excited, like, to start their new adventure in another country. No, you know? Right, yeah. So, they, they leave the Soviet Union, they go to Israel, and it just doesn't work out there for them. Um, they have a really hard time, so they decide to move to New York, where he has uh, even worse time there. It's horrible. Uh, he's made fun of. They went from living this sort of opulent life in Moscow to being dirt-poor scum in uh, 
Brooklyn, New York. Well, I think if... Or Queens, Queens. I think if the dad had never taken them out of Moscow to live, like, out in the sticks where they did, I don't think they would have left. I think the mom missed Moscow. Yeah. I think that was... That... I think she could have dealt with her failed marriage had she still had that. Support that Mm -hmm. she had because, like, his parents adored Alex, took him all the time. Mm -hmm. He went from spending all his time with his grandparents. He moved in with them for a while because I think that uh, they must have been trying to work on their marriage. And he was living with his grandparents. He had all this time with them. And then, poof, they were just gone from his life forever. He never saw them again. Yeah. And they did kind of go back and forth between, like, poverty and, you know, and being well-to-do. It right. was, you know, like a lot of people, I it suppose. It was a struggle. Yeah. yeah. And she got him into some fancy schools. And, and that know. was just by sheer connection. Right. Yeah. So it just goes to show that no matter what country you live, <laughs> having a leg up is uh, always helpful. It's really hard to pull yourself up by your bootstraps if you don't have that support. Yeah, and his mom was really um, doing like an internal, who am I and what do I want? And she was really struggling with her identity uh, as part of leaving the Soviet Union because they both very much missed it they missed being home they missed mm-hmm. their friends they missed their family and uh the culture but here was so they different they didn't live in like the russian district in new york no because they were like this is what we left basically so right. they did kind of go all in they did mm-hmm. they did it was it was hard, but I mean, like, they both made it. They both were successful. I don't here. know how, I don't know how they could do it. First of all, like, I had lived in Japan for a year, and the language thing, I mean, I guess he had a head start studying English when he was small, but um, that culture shock and the language barrier and knowing that you're never going home, like, that homesickness that you feel when you're in another country, like, that would be so hard. Oh. I can't imagine it. And then his mom, um, Anna, didn't tell him what was happening to get on the plane. And she's like, you're never going to see your father again. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck, woman? I know, right? I could not imagine doing that to my kids. Yeah. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. You know, I, I really loved... Um, uh, his grandmother, Risa, though, I liked her so much. I really liked her a lot. That was Anna's mom. I liked her a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how... Well, and she had Parkinson's, too, didn't she, or something? And wasn't that part of the reason also why they left? Yeah. Like, better medical care and stuff for her and more, re- more like, reliable, like, source of medications and things like that. Right, right. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was really hard for, uh, Samum to take care of her mm-hmm. during all that too. And he was really struggling, but yeah, I mean, it's a really good story. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of horrible things that happened to their Jewish family members too. A lot of those stories were, um, just so heartbreaking yes. to read about, um, I mean, just whole towns annihilated Uh, yeah mass grave gone yeah oh and i was aware of it and i've been aware of like especially um a lot of 
you hear about like the Pale of Settlement a lot in sort of these historical documents and historical records where the Russians moved all of their Jewish people to this one particular place. They called it the Pale of Settlement. They were horribly treated. Um, most people were lucky if they survived. A lot of them tried to immigrate out um, in the early, uh, well, in the 1800s to the early 1900s, they tried to like immigrate out because it was just so terrible. And some of them were like, no, this is my homeland. This is where I am. This is where we're going to live. And then they would just suffer and have very little opportunity for really any sort of growth. And so to be able to even have a family and find like a sliver of happiness mm. is like winning against the mm. state at that point. Cause I was, I was really surprised that they were so easily allowed to leave the country. Like, I don't know how that works. And until I had read this book, I, I never surprised. thought about it. I was so shocked. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Wow. You hate Jews that much. You're like, yeah, go. Right. Here's a plane ticket. You, you get nothing. You get, like, one little personal item. See ya. Yeah. I was like, huh. That was just, that was a little shocking. It was shocking. Yeah. And then, like, his dad debating whether or not he wanted to go. They were divorced. I didn't know about divorce either. In the Me Soviet either. I mean, I guess we just have all of these assumptions about, you know. Life there. Life yeah. in there or in, in any other country, but. But, yeah, I mean, I just didn't assume that divorce would, would be as easy as it is here. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. And, and I really um, I really enjoy how he did use some of his dad's love of music as a writer to, to get his foot into um, magazines. And now he's written, you know, this book. Yeah. Yeah, and he... He um, he was able to write articles for magazines to pay for his trips home to see his, or back to Russia, Russia. to see his family. And I just, I thought that was so great. And I felt like, like the returning back, he was getting some sort of sense of closure with his dad and his grandfather and as an adult understanding things that maybe he didn't understand when he was younger. I was also surprised at how well he had retained his Russian language. Yes. I was very shocked by that. I mean, like, I'm going to assume that him and his mom must have talked to each other in Russian only most of the time. He made, they made jokes about how terrible his Russian got. (laughs) Like he, you know, he spoke like, um, Um, you know, a tourist. Yeah, Yeah. 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 But still, that was very impressive. I yeah. was I was super impressed. Yeah. But he did, I mean, he was an older <laughs> child. So, I mean, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you would have still, to have some refresher. That was like, how old was he when he went back? Like in his 30s? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a long time if you're not using it regularly to yeah. try to retain all that. And it was it was really heartbreaking. Like, I, I personally felt like the... Um, because it seems so real to me, is that his stepbrother dying. Oh, yes. That, that part was so sad. So his mom remarries this Russian guy. Uh, the Russian guys, uh, they're living in New York. Mm-hmm. And his son is still in Russia. And the son has hepatitis. Yes. Which he got, I think mm-hmm. he was a photographer 
and he was like wading around in water that had dead bodies in it or something really gross like that wasn't yeah that it was something happened? really gross like that yeah. yeah yeah and it was like uh completely treatable mm-hmm. but they refused to treat it well he did like a week of antibiotics and oh, he needed like a month or something like that a year a year yeah it was like, well, they're like, we treated you, you're fine. Yeah. We're not going to give you more. And then one doctor's like, yeah, that wasn't nearly enough. You needed, it was like at least six months to yeah. a year of antibiotics to treat it. And so they, um, he's appealing and appealing and appealing to get, you know, this mm-hmm. treatment, a treatable disease. And uh, they keep denying him until it's too late. Yeah. And he died pretty horribly and he was in his thirties, wasn't he? Oh, it was young. Yeah, it was like thirties or forties. It was, it was young. Yeah. yeah. And so like, um, Alex goes with his stepdad, whose name I can't remember and, uh, helps carry his stepbrother down to the showers and helps his stepdad undress his son and shower him. And I was just like, that felt so real to me. Yeah. And I was like, you know, the other stories, yeah, they were kind of sad, but yeah. I'm like, this is happening like now and it's one of it's somebody his own age and like in one of his previous trips back to russia um this stepbrother was like his guide i guess and him and his wife and they had a lot of fun and they took the train and they were drinking and he sort of like helped him out you know bribing the (laughs) customs guy and you know they just had like kind of a fun adventure i guess you could say very yeah Yeah. it was very cute and it was very sweet yeah and then yeah uh yeah yeah so to have it end like that not so good no it was terrible and like nobody was there and like his mom wouldn't go see him because uh he was sick and she's like, he's going to die if I go see him. And they're like, he's going to die. Yeah. Like, there's no doubt about it. He will die. Come see him before it happens. Yeah. And she's like, no, I want him to get it. They're like, that's not happening. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, oh, these mothers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> these parents. Ugh. I'm like, I have less complaints about my parents after this book. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was definitely heart-wrenching, most of the book. And I think that's what was so compelling about it and made you want to keep reading. You're, like, looking for the sparks of joy. <laughs> oh, and the pictures, they're all, like, they don't look like they're under these horrible conditions. No, it's just, just like a like normal family, family yeah. you know? Yeah, and they're like everyday life kind yeah. of pictures. I mean, they talked about some answer. of the stuff about like the problems they would have at the grocery stores and how you would have to sometimes go back multiple times because they wouldn't have meat and, you know, different things like that. Um, one of the one of the stories it was some sort of party. It must have been a New Year's party. And he was talking when he was little and he was talking about all the different food they had at the party. And I was like, ew, gross. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> but I'm sure our food would sound gross to them, too. So, you know, I just had to laugh at myself a little bit. There's a lot of fish. <laughs> yeah, I like fish, but sometimes. Yeah, I can't imagine it sitting out on a buffet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, so I, I definitely give it a recommend. Uh, yeah. I I very much enjoyed the book. 
It was not what I was expecting at all. I had no expectations going into it because I didn't even really pay attention. I didn't know it was a memoir. I just ordered it and started reading it. And I was like, my my only thing, um, which I had talked about with you, is that first part about the epigenetics. Like, I would have really liked for him to kind of circle back to that at the end and tie that up a little bit because I thought it was a fantastic opening for the book. Um, but other than that, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. And it, it felt like it was it wasn't just a memoir because he goes into his family's history, his his parents, his grandparents, even uh, his great-grandparents. And it was uh, And like, in the telling of that, he talks about the history of the areas yeah, where they were, too. Right. So, yeah, so it's mm-hmm. like that you learn like uh cultural yeah. knowledge of of, you know, these areas, these countries. That they're in, because I think uh, when he went to visit his dad, it's now Ukraine. But I think like his uh, was his stepbrother in um, Lithuania. Lithuania? Mm-hmm. That sounds yeah. right. And they yeah. did drink. I thought we should have vodka for our booze for tonight, but I just did not have it in me. Um, but they did drink red wine at times <laughs> in the book. So we have a nice uh, soft red wine for our booze this evening. Yeah. And it's delicious. I'm really it enjoying it's it. It's a little on the sweeter side, but it definitely is smooth. It's it is, pretty good. It is very smooth. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a nice blend. Mm-hmm. Smells really good too. As I like snot into the microphone. <laughs> Sorry, you do not see or hear that. No. Da, 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 da. <laughs> is there anything that we missed about the book that you wanted to talk about? I'm sure that there is a lot more to the book that um, that you can get out of it. There's no way that we could have remembered everything. I think we all we talked about some of the parts that affected us the most, but I think everybody who reads it will get a little something more out of it. I think definitely part of his identity of being gay would like maybe have a different impact and you would remember different things about the book, you know, searching for your own identity that way. Right. Um, I think that there was just so much for so many different types of people, you know, mothers who have been divorced and have, you know, a hard time with their family and then the immigration, you know, aspect of it. And there was just so much about learning what it is to be a human being that I think there was a lot for everyone in this book. I really felt like him being gay was a very small part of the story. I expected a lot more. Yeah, it was some of the most like really important and emotional parts of the story for him, but they were sparse. Right, right. Mm-hmm. It was just sort of like a handful of little pockets here and there. And, like, there was so much more else yeah. about the story and about his journey than than that was. And um, I, I thought it was kind of uh, sweet when he had his little boyfriend come over. <laughs> and, he <laughs> said, <mom's> <laughs> and he said it was, like, the first time he was like really happy or he, no he just he felt so happy and I really enjoyed that because so much it made it seem like he was sad a lot you know oh, very so much that yeah. true happiness that you can glimpse in him was really heartening I thought how he didn't want to go to sleep because he just wanted to stay snuggled up with yeah. the guy and I was just like <laughs> it was very um, sweet. It was very sweet. I was like, I was happy he had those sorts of like tender moments. Yeah. But yeah, so definitely a recommend from both of us, I think. Yeah. 
So, uh, I don't think we have anything else. You got no, no? I got nothing else. Nothing else. So, thank you everyone for listening. Yeah. Uh, questions, comments, concerns, you can email us. I have the address in our description, and I think it's Broad's book and booze at gmail.com. And of course, always please drink responsibly. Good night. Bye. Bye.